This is the Shopify Dropify, hosted by The Cut. Where I think we're going to come out the other side is we're going to, we're going to really look at, at why we do things. We're going to look at our messaging. We're going to go like, you know, does that really resonate with people? Do I need to be telling people? Like, do I really need to send an email telling people how the sponge factory is responding to COVID? No, but that's not a sustainable pattern. You have to have a strategy. You have to be asking yourself, why am I putting this up? What is the purpose? Does anybody care? The biggest problems that we have is that we go and we put one piece of content on every single platform at the exact same time. Welcome back to the Shopify Dropify, your e-commerce podcast hosted by The Cut. The Cut helps e-com businesses design and launch online stores, make the move to Shopify and make changes to existing sites to improve customer engagement and sales conversions. This episode features Meg Coffey from Coffee and Tea and State of Social. Meg is one of Australia's leading social media experts with a focus on the hospitality and tourism sectors. Meg and Ben cover ground from COVID, of course, how to use social the right way, common mistakes, and tons of insights and information to help you understand and use these channels better for your business. Thanks for listening in. Okay, good morning or good afternoon or good evening, wherever you might be joining us from. Welcome to the Shopify Dropify. My name's Ben. I'm a director at The Cut. We specialise in Shopify and today really stoked to uh, welcome Meg Coffey, who's, as you'll hear from her accent in a moment, coming to us all the way from Texas. She's not really. She's a Texan native living here in Perth. Hello, Meg. Welcome aboard. Hello. I always laugh when people um, when people throw to my Texan ways. Yes, I'm Tex-Australian living in Perth. You've steal, stolen my thunder there because I saw the Tex-Australian uh, and I liked that word and I was going to use that. So I really, really like that, the, uh, the fusion of uh, American and some Aussie there. So can you please introduce yourself to everyone um, and, yeah, let us know a little bit about uh, coffee and tea and SM Perth. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to have a chat. Um, I do lots of things. Things. Coffee and tea um, and SM Perth sort of being the main banners of what I do. Coffee and tea is a social media agency that works solely with tourism and hospitality clients to help them build their online presence. So we do everything for them um, from strategy all the way down to execution, um, making sure that tourism businesses, small, big, government, um, whatever it might be, are always putting their best foot forward. Awesome. Yeah. And we, um, you know, I mean, obviously social media feeds really, really well and is a super important part of the e-commerce um, business landscape and people running Shopify sites are always um, talking to us and, and talking to experts like yourself about social media, which is why we've got you on today. We accept that you're not a Shopify and e-commerce expert per se, but you're definitely a social media um, professional and doing some great things, which is why we've got you on. So we're looking forward to hearing some more. So tell us about SM Perth then. Yeah, well, I mean, exactly what you said, you know, where Coffee and Tea is a super specialist agency um, and we, we look to partners like you when we have clients that need Shopify. What SM sure. Perth allows me to do is um, it is my non-affiliated, it is, a, I guess I like to call it neutral. So Social Media Perth is an organization of of people just like you and me, anyone that's in digital marketing, anyone that likes social media, anyone that likes to drink is welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, it started off almost seven years ago as a just a way for us to get together. There was nothing in Perth in 
in the sense of networking that didn't make you feel like you needed a shower afterwards. Sure, I get what you're saying. <laughs> um, and so we started that, and it has grown. And you know, I think at our first event, we thought we would maybe be lucky to get 30 people. Now we average 100, 120 at every event. Um, we sadly have not, because of this whole corona, have not been able to have our monthly events um, as normal. But we would get together the last Tuesday of the month and and drink um, and talk about what was happening in social media, what was happening in marketing. Um, we'd often have speakers come. It was just it was it was it was a and the way that the reason I say it's neutral is because there was no motive. There was no, you know, it's free to come to the drinks. You buy your own. You don't have to buy a drink. You you make your own way through it. And I think it was, it it, it just became something that that people in Perth really held on to because there was nothing like it. Sure. So it's basically like a community that you've built up around social media and digital marketing, whether it's professionals working in that space or I guess business owners that are interested in it. And it's you've sort of taken a you know a refreshing by the sounds of it, reasonably sort of unstructured and uh, approach to to bringing that group together to I guess share and meet new people and 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 have the opportunity to learn at times. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's exactly our mission is to share and to to learn because I think you know we can all be better marketers when we work together completely um and i think that things are changing so fast and it's you know it's hard like you you know perth is a small town and 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 you've got to be careful when you talk to your colleagues because they might be your competition for certain clients and you know where do you where do you share your knowledge where do you share your your inside in um, and that's sort of where SM Perth came because I wanted it to be a place that we could talk, that we could share. We could say, hey, have you seen that? Have you tried that? Let's work together. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great great attitude to take. I mean, it's always easy to try and find a, a point of collaboration and something positive to 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 meet up, meet up on, rather than looking for points of competition or, or being defensive. And I think you know, really, that's that's very much the way of the future. And uh, I guess it's something that's really um, popped to the top of the tree with COVID. I mean, people are really uh, you know eager to help each other and, and connect and, and give assistance and advice wherever they can. You know, even more later. Than, than potentially in the past. So what are you doing day to day in your business, Meg? That's a funny question. I was thinking about this um, because it, one of the things I love most is that every single day is different, right? So we get to work because we work with such a variety of clients. Um, you know, some days we're writing strategies, some days we're actually on the tools. Um, but my my normal day definitely starts with Henry Cuddles. So Henry is my thirty five kilo Labradoodle, who is just <laughs> the greatest thing in my life. Um, and so once I've had my morning walk with him, then, you know, we really, I sit down and, and, and figure out what it is that needs, needs to be done. Um, lots of private consultations over Zoom at the moment. It's really funny. You know, we've had Zoom and we've had FaceTime and all these things for so long. However, the clients weren't really necessarily willing to do it that way. They still like the face-to-face. Yep. Um, but I think coming out the other side of this, there's going to be a lot more work that we can do, especially regionally. Um, people will be willing to have those those private consultations via Zoom and things like that. Completely. And I think that the experience has been, you know, not 100% glitch-free, of course, but I think, I mean, based on my own experience working from home, a standard NBN connection, I've found the... Um, 
you know, the, the Zoom meetings or using Google Meet or whatever the platform might be to be pretty seamless and, and you know, really, really effective um, and not really that different to, to meeting in a room and it saves you having to drive across the city to do meetings. Everyone can just jump on and plug in and, and even leave during it if they want to leave another one of their team members to finish off. It's worked very, very well and I think, like you say, it's going gonna, it's gonna to offer people the opportunity to save time and, and, and geographically give people much easier access to each other. Well, that's it. I mean, I've got quite a few regional clients and, you know, it's hard. Sometimes I only get to see them once a year because there's flights and accommodation and there's there's so much involved in it. Um, Zoom has really opened up or these, you know, Google Meets, any of these online, these things, you, you know, we can actually see each other weekly. Now I say that with a caveat, not every meeting needs to be a Zoom meeting. No. Just because we can doesn't mean we should. Completely agree. So, I mean, that's a really, really natural segue into, into, you know, the next section of our conversation. Um, Until recently, like a couple of months ago, I was kind of, you know, the beginning of 2020, I was starting off my podcast, you know, welcome to to the new year and and we're in a new decade and um, what do you think about, you know, starting off in a new decade and, you know, 2020 to 2030, we're looking ahead. Obviously, now that question has a very, very different spin to it. Um, as they say, no one could predict a pandemic or except for Bill Gates. <laughs> um, can you share some of your, you know, uh, I guess highlights or, you know, most amazing experiences of COVID-19? How has it affected social media and the digital marketing, marketing landscape apart from, you know, the Zoom meetings and, and, and things like that? Um, you know, I think it, it, it's turned everything on its head. It really has. You know, I was so excited about 2020 and all the, the cool new things we were going to do. And, and it was fast. It was fast, fast, fast. And I yep. think what I'm starting to realize is that this has slowed us all down, but in a really good way. Yep. Now, I'm not one of these people that says you need to come out of the pandemic having learned how to bake sourdough and have read 12 <laughs> books and all that, right? Like you do you. Whatever you needed to do to get you through this, that's awesome, okay? Where I think we're going to come out the other side is we're going we're gonna to really look at, at why we do things. We're going to look at our messaging. We're going to go like, you know, does that really resonate with people? Do I need to be telling people? Like, do I really need to send an email telling people how the sponge factory is responding to COVID? Yeah. No. So, so I think, you know, how has it changed social media? It's, 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 it's given us an opportunity, I hope, but I think it's given us an opportunity to, to slow down, to really look at why we were doing things. You know, you can't have anything scheduled at the moment because you just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and you don't want to yes. be tone deaf. So I think it's bringing people back to that, that in the moment, that Insta, that what that is social media, and and it's making people engage. It's making people have conversations. You know, it's making us talk to our customers like we haven't been doing properly. Yeah. In the time yeah. before. Yeah, I think it's a really, really, really good point. Like everything else, it, it, we're we're looking at it with different eyes and reassessing. I mean, you, you've alluded to the all the you know the emails that went out to, from you know every single business saying exactly the same thing to 
the same people over and over again and that was, you know, very much a knee-jerk response kind of panic attack. Oh, we've got to let everyone know and, and that uh, that thankfully has dried up now, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, people are kind of considering, you know, as you say, being more sensitive to their customers, understanding them more uh, and making sure the messaging that they are doing is really a little more considered maybe than it had been um, previously when potentially I guess what you're saying is people were kind of in a set and forget pattern of just getting content out there without really thinking about it. Is that what you what you mean? Yeah, you know, there was just, you know, like a, a pump and dump mentality. Let's just, let's just yep. get stuff out there. Let's just, <laughs> there you go, it. pump and dump. So, oh, I you, think it's a breastfeeding term, isn't it, Meg? I don't know. You pull me up on my terminology <laughs> all the time. That's great. <laughs> let's go with it. Let's go with it. Do not pump and dump your social media content, people, please. You heard it here first from Meg Coffee. <laughs> this is what happens when you live in a bunch of different countries that all speak English, you learn phrases, but they don't necessarily resonate in new countries. Anyway. And I think you tend to put them into the into the mix master and sort of blend a bit of American with a bit of Australian, which is cool and that's oh. what it's all about. Yeah, definitely. Uh, sorry, sorry. Back to what we were saying, um, yes. the, the subject at hand. Yeah, I think, look, I think people were just making content without, they were making content for the sake of it. They weren't actually, they weren't actually answering the question, why? Um, And they weren't answering the question, does anybody care? And I just think that we were just, we were in this, this age of consumerism and noise and loudness that I think we will go back to. But I think, I think that customers are going to just look at brands differently. We're going to remember how you acted during this time. Yes, uh, I agree. And um, other people I've spoken to have said exactly the same thing. It's a a big chance to leave a positive impression with um, with people, uh, you know, existing customers and potential customers. Well, what what do you think's um, amazed you the most about how we've responded to to the virus and and what's been going on in in everyone's world? Well, I think we've got to look at it. I mean. it's, it's a multi-layered thing. I think when we look at advertising, you know, I don't know if you saw the video or if the, the people have seen the video of all the commercials clipped together that were all saying the exact same thing and you couldn't actually tell what the brand was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that didn't work. Um, you know, the, the stuff that Aviation Gin, I mean, Aviation Gin is, I, I bow down to Ryan Reynolds and Adrian Molina and, and the team behind Aviation Gin. Their marketing is incredible and the way that they can pivot. And I think it's a great example because they do rely on digital so much. They, you know, they've, they, they've, they've gone away from the traditional. Um, but what has amazed me, I think it's, it's the way that, that people are coming together. It's the way that they're going, look, you know, how can we help each other? How can, you know, in tourism and hospitality, how can we, we come together to, to tell the industry that we're hurting, but also tell the industry that we're still here. We're ready when you're ready. And when we're allowed to travel again, all of these amazing things await you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think we should we should acknowledge as well a bit more clearly that your your sort of career focus and specialisation is around tourism and travel and hospitality and those sorts of sectors. What sort of long term changes do you think it's going to bring um, to that to those sectors? Look, it's devastating to my industry, and I don't think that all of the businesses that were open will reopen. Yeah. Um, I think the ones that are 
I look, I, I don't even know the barometer of to, of to say because it's not necessarily the ones that are young or old, established or new, agile or not. It's, um, I think it's going to be the ones that have the stamina to get through, the ones that are still talking to their customers, the ones that are using social media. And this is a real interesting one because, I, you know, I bang on about how social media is not cheap. Okay. So many people go, oh, let the junior do it. Let someone else do it. It's, it's you know, anyone can do social media. That is not true. Effective social media is hard and it requires strategy and it requires an always on. Um, But at the same time, yes, these tourism and hospitality operators can pull out their iPhones and they can take a photo of the whale shark or they can take a photo of the cocktail they've made at home in their own bar. And they can say, look, again, you know, adventure awaits. We are here and we are ready when you come back. And that is something that is easy and simple for people, people to do. Yeah, completely. I mean, I think the whole, you know, social's easy and and it's something that, that you're just transitioning from your own personal account to your business account is, is like 10 years ago really, isn't it? Oh, my gosh, It's yeah. now very much a legitimate media channel that, that requires, um, you know, strategy, hard work, good quality content, you know, carefully thought out messaging to make it effective. And, and when it is effective, it can obviously be incredibly powerful, mm. whether it's the tourism sector or for people selling selling products online um but yeah you're quite right the days of uh uh, handballing it to the to the office coordinator or the receptionist, uh, you're probably not going to be seeing much value out of your social media if that's your approach. No, because there's no strategy. You know, I was I was talking to a couple of television producers the other day, and and I said to them, you know, at the moment you guys are accepting these low quality interviews and these Zoom interviews from home studios. Do you think that that's the way that it will stay? And they're like, oh God, no. That's the magic of television is that everything looks beautiful. We will go back to the good content. And so I was thinking about that and how that applies to social. And yes, at the moment, we might just be whacking up a couple things, but that's not a sustainable pattern. You have to have a strategy. You have to be asking yourself, why am I putting this up? What is the purpose? Does anybody care? Yeah, completely. I mean, authenticity is always going to have its place, but there's there's authenticity with quality and interest, and then there's just you know showing your office dog sat in his uh, sat in his basket in the corner, or, or the the round of coffees you've just bought for the team. There's really no value in that sort of content. It had, there has to be some strategy behind the authenticity. And that's what I was talking to my team about actually last night. We were going through um, the content that we have for for our own, for coffee and tea social media channels. Um, And there were some beautiful photos that the girls had, had pulled. And I was reading the captions and I was like, why? Who cares? Like why people who are following a social media agency, they don't care about the stuff that you've written about. It's just a pretty photo. We can get that anywhere. And it was really trying to, you know, I say this with kindness, but it was, you know, getting them to think about our why. I was about to say, Meg, it sounds like a little bit of a tough meeting yesterday (laughs) evening. (laughs) No, no, no. I just, I'm Texan. I'm blunt. Um, Luckily, the people that work with me have thick skin. But no, but it is. It's always coming back to that, will anyone care that I've posted this or is this self-satisfying? Yeah, completely right. Completely right. And I think it, it often or almost always takes an external eye on that, doesn't it? A, a direct, someone has to be directing. Mm, definitely. Um, yeah, look, it, 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 it's an interesting time that we're in, but, I, but I'm, I mean, I'm excited to get back to brand campaigns and, and some exciting stuff that, you know, I love advertising and I love, I love marketing. So bring it back on. 
Completely agree with that, um, 125% agree with that one. Um, so if we're talking about, you know, when you're starting to engage with a business, whether they're in the tourism sector or, or the hospitality sector or, you know, even as it might apply to someone who's selling online, where do you start? Like what might be one or two of the best and highest value social media insights you would share with those businesses in the beginning of a conversation? Have a plan have a clear plan and have a website that works. Very good because there's no point driving traffic to a destination where no one's going to want to to spend time. Exactly. If you can't convert on your website, if it is 12 million clicks to get to what it is I need, if, if it doesn't have Apple Pay or Google Pay, you know, like the ability to basically pay with my phone immediately, um, anything that's going to slow me down or slow my journey down, um, gives me more time to, to rethink the purchase. Yeah, and here we can come into some common ground because ultimately you're talking, you're working with people to run their social media to create a conversion point and, and a goal yeah. um, that, that, they, that they want their customers or their prospects to take. And, of course, that's exactly what an e-com business is is trying to achieve as well. And, and you know, you're exactly right. In, in either scenario or in every scenario where a conversion is the goal, fewer clicks is the way to go and what leads to fewer clicks, well, very direct and immediate messaging on how they're going to help a customer and giving them obvious small number of choices to connect to the right content or the right product or the right form to fill or the download to make or the booking uh, the booking form to fill out, whatever it might be. So, yeah, I think that's right. So when you say a plan, you're kind of talking about a strategy but um, and you would base that on business objectives and how that's going to feed into social and how the social might... Uh, might help you achieve those objectives? Is that in very simple terms how you kind of start those processes? Yeah, you know, but we we look at a holistic thing. Yes, we do your social, but we come in and we look at, you know, what is your plan? Do you have a plan for traditional? Do you have a plan for PR? Do you have, you know, any content marketing? What's your photo library like? Like we we, we need to do a, a complete look at your business and go, okay, that's awesome that you want to get online. But there's no point, you know, there's no point in starting this unless you've got six weeks worth of content ready to go um you know and we can help arrange a photo shoot i mean content that the photo itself is if you don't have photos i can't do my job completely the the assets have to be there or there has to be you know i can i can research i can be witty i can i can make cool graphics in canva but if you don't have product photos i can't do my job no, completely, absolutely right and 100% agree and I think the temptation is is always there for people to start doing something where the asset base is is pretty lean and, and those feeds, those social media accounts um, are poorer quality because of that and I think very much so in most cases. Uh, and you're wasting your money on me and this is what I tell so many businesses. Like I do myself out of business all the time because yeah. I'm like, you know, there's some serious SEO basic stuff that you can do. Go take my webinar. It'll cost you 50 bucks and you can learn how to do all that yourself or yeah. you can pay me 10 hours at an expensive hourly rate and I'll fix it for you. Sure. You know, I think that there's a lot of stuff, you know, um, we like to go to businesses and go, okay, you know, go and find all your photos. You spend the time researching the photos. Come back to me with a Google Drive and then we'll be witty about it. Or, um, you know, do, do, when was the last time you updated your website copy? 
Like that is, it's written like a 20, 2015, you know, Meg, Coffee is a social media strategist who does digital marketing and social media, walked into a bar in Western Australia, Perth. Like, nobody does that anymore. No. No, um, I mean, it's it's a good, it's a really, really good point. You have to find the fit. You have to qualify them. And I think, you know, everyone benefits from that sort of direct approach at the end of the day. It's better to have that conversation early on, see if you match up yeah. rather than saying, yeah, we can help. Let's get started straight away. And three to four months later, um, you break up with money wasted and time wasted and no long-term relationship formed, which is really, you know, disappointing for, for you, you as an agency and definitely for the client. Well, and, you know, it's, it's my reputation. My, my last name is in my agency's name, you know. Completely. If, if the agency fails, I failed. And I am I'm the worst when it comes to myself. But, you know, it, it, it's my own reputation. And I don't do a lot of advertising. The majority of my clients are word of mouth or that yeah. I've met through SM Perth or my public speaking or TV appearances, right? But that's word of mouth. Sure. Um, so reputation is everything. I don't want to take, I will never take a client on just to take their money. I have to know that I will deliver a result, um, or it's not absolutely. worth it's not worth either of our time. Absolutely right, absolutely right. So let, let's let's sort of uh, loop back to talking um, a little bit more about COVID. I mean, but more specifically in 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 how it's affecting you know social media marketing. How how has it seen the strategies that you're working on? What sort of shifts and pivots have had to happen because of COVID? Well, we're dealing with a lot of regulation. Um, you know, in hospitality, you can only have so many people or you can't have people or you have to pivot to takeaway. So there's a lot of regulation. So we've had to be very careful in the messaging to make sure that it's accurate. Yes. Uh, I mean, you always have to make sure it's accurate, but even doubly so this time when we're talking regulation. Um, and with tourism, there again is regulation. You know, we can't travel, but it's, it's, it, it's different strategies, but it's the same. And what it is, is it is building anticipation for when we can return. Okay. It, is, it is not selling. It is no way selling because no one wants to be sold. No one has any money, right? Like no one wants to know about your flight deals because no one wants to get on a flight. Like even if you could fly, I would not fly right now. Like we just need to yeah. take a pause, right? So well, I was puzzled to see Qantas promoting $90 flights first <sighs> to Sydney a week or two ago and I was discussing it with my wife. It's like, well, how does that work? We, we, we're not actually allowed to travel, are we? Why Why would those sorts of flights be being promoted at the moment? See, I would have bought that. 99 bucks Perth to Sydney, I would have bought that. I just wouldn't Even have flown. now? Yeah, I just wouldn't have flown for six months, but I'd buy it. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, and, maybe, and maybe therein lies the strategy. You can you can purchase and, and now and book it for in the future when the restrictions are lifted. Oh, I'm not sure. I just thought it was yeah. an unusual, an unusual ad to see. I'm with you. Like right now, I don't feel is the time to be pushing the sales messages. It's it's a fine line. It's not pushing the we care about you messages, but it's, it is the we're here when you're ready. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and so you know, for hospitality, it is just keeping people up to date with what we're allowed to do, when we're allowed to do it, and how. Um, and with tourism, it is it is dreaming. And you know, I think we're very lucky in Australia, but in, especially in Western Australia, we have a beautiful backyard. So it's very easy to build dreaming and 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 to tell people, you know. You don't need to go far. Look at all of the things that you can do do here, do locally. Once we're allowed yeah. to again. 
Yeah, completely. And a lot of people are predicting, uh, you know, some sort of healthy bounce for local, regional, in-state tourism when when those regional travel restrictions are lift. Um, I guess a lot of the money that would, would go out, in, in Perth's case, go out to Bali or wherever will, will now stay in WA as people find a, a local holiday option to take because they will want a holiday. Yeah. We're Australian, yeah. that's what we do. But, you know, it's, and, and this is where businesses who don't have a lot, it's like that fine line that I referenced earlier, you know, the businesses that don't have a lot of money can't do advertising, can't do cooperative campaigns. This is where you use your social media because you can do that. You can at least get a message out there that says we're here when it, when the time comes. Yeah. And then So in terms of the most important things any online business should be focused on with their messaging and social kind of right now as we come out of this is being really clear and open about what their situation is, what their business is set up to offer, what they're allowed to be doing um, and what their plans are for the short-term future. Is that about right, do you think, in, a thousand in a general percent, sense? A thousand okay. percent. Yeah. Okay. And, and and I mean, I, I know people hate it, but I, I kind of like to try and get these like short, punchy lists of ideas. Would you have like two or three specific actions or tactics that businesses could be doing in their social comms to either, you know, help them keep their existing customers engaged or um, attract the attention of, of new people or potentially even make a conversion? Um, yeah, I think, you know, off the top of my head, ensure all your details are up to date. Your Google My Business listing, are the hours correct? Um, you know, have you diverted phone lines? You know, check your hours on, on Facebook or Instagram, all, all the different things. You know, is, is your information accurate and up to date? Yeah. Um, I think then it is um, just be transparent in your messaging. Tell people exactly what's going on to the best of your ability. Yes. Um, obviously, don't give away secrets. You know, don't be like, you know, we're, we're filing for bankruptcy, but like, <laughs> no. you know, be be as transparent as you can. Um, and then the third one is is a little bit of a, a stickler of one, but use the tools within the platform. So, for example, Instagram at the moment has just released a whole bunch of new stickers, like um, the support small business sticker, where you can mention a local business in your stories. Um, or there's the, the the food orders where you can connect it to your Uber or um, deliver whatever your food delivery system is. And people can order food directly from Instagram or buy gift cards directly from Instagram. Um, yep. So yep. use the tools that the platforms are providing because they're being amazing right now. Yeah, lots of lots of lots of features have been released, haven't they, to help help businesses deal with the situation? I think, and I mean, look, I, I pull this figure out, but I, you know, I've been talking to this. It's it's as though sort of digital and e-commerce has you know experienced probably two years worth of growth and innovation in three or four months because the situation has forced the platforms to change and it's and it's dry, driving volumes of people online in much greater numbers than ever before. So it's had a real acceleration effect in our space in a lot of ways, Not notwithstanding, of course, that, that you, tourism and travel specifically have been very hard hit. Um, but on top of that, the, a lot of the technologies have, have released, um, you know, amazing features to help businesses out. Oh, the, the digital transformation that has happened as a result of all this is insane. You know, yeah. the, the the transition to working from home, the ability to have the calls like we talked about in the beginning, you know, with regions without having to travel. Will I have to travel as much? 
Probably not. Um, you know, the ability that I've seen so many of my local restaurants pivot online um, and do takeaway and get themselves an e-commerce. These are people who who, who, who couldn't work an FHOS machine all of a <laughs> yeah. sudden, you know, yeah. have e-commerce and are doing takeaway. And you're just like, yeah. wow, this is, you know, it's it's exciting and it's it's fun. And I think you know, I say it with a grain of salt, but I think it's it's been fantastic and it's been a great thing for all of us. Yeah, yeah, completely. There are lots of positives, and and again, I always footnote that with you know we're not we're not being insensitive. We definitely acknowledge that a lot of people are hurting, and a lot of people are finding it very very difficult. Um, and there are some key sectors that have been very very hard hit. And then I guess the other side of the coin is it has driven opportunity for people either either for actual growth and and more business success, um, or potentially at a slightly lower level, just to make changes that are positive in the way they operate. Yeah, like I think, you know, some of the coolest stuff that I've seen are are the way that the museums and the aquariums have pivoted online. You know, Bustleton Jetty now has a virtual tour of underwater at the jetty. Wow, that's awesome. The Chicago Museum, I think it's the Shed Aquarium, is doing tours, um, you know, looking at all the animals and, you know, it's it's connecting the world. And, and I'm with you a thousand percent in that I'm not trying to be insensitive and it's horrible what has happened. Of course. Um, but at the same time, it is thrilling to see how some businesses have seized this and um, really still been able to reach out to people and, and, and been helpful through this. Yeah, completely, completely. So just, I guess, shifting away from the COVID thing for a few minutes and if we sort of, um, you know, assume that it's it's life a little bit more as normal, um, you know, some some um, social media-focused um, digital marketing guidance that will be awesome for the business businesses that listen in, what's the single most important part of social media marketing that any business owner or marketer should never ignore or never take their eyes off? Understanding your why. Okay, and that and that I mean to expand upon that. That means <laughs> why why are you operating? Who are you speaking to? What's relevant to them? What is the context of your messaging? Those sorts of things, or, or what's it's, your it's understanding? A, of what what does why mean from your point of view? Way simpler than that. Okay. Why am I posting this? Yep. Does anybody else care? Is this something that is for me, or is this something that's going to benefit my audience. Why am I doing this? Why am I putting this on Facebook and not on Instagram? Should this be an EDM? Should this actually be LinkedIn? Who am I trying? And and then yes, we we build into the who am I trying to talk to? What am I trying to achieve? And all of that. But it's the, the why am I putting this? Why do I feel the need to put this on social media? Yeah, completely. And I think that that point you make about is am I posting this from my point of view or have I thought about my customer is a really, really important one. I think it's very easy for business owners to slip back into a subjective point of view from within their business and they're telling people what they, we, I are doing. They're not thinking about the customer and what they want to be hearing and seeing. And look, it can be a tricky shift to make, but it's a very, very important thing, I think. Yeah. And, you know, I call myself a strategist. And so maybe that's why I say the most important thing to me is understanding your why. But I just think that there's, I've seen some amazing campaigns happen when we just have a little bit of think, when we slow down 
Um, that's not really good grammar there, but you know, when we have a thought about it, when we when when we when we slow down, we go, why? Are, what is it that we're hoping to achieve? Why are we doing this? Are we doing this to win an award? Are we doing this to pat ourselves on the back? You know, and it's okay to say we're doing this to make money. Sure, that's Absolutely. fine because that's what Absolutely. we're all really here to do. Let's be honest. Um, sure. But you, you got to have a reason. You got to you, you've got to respect your customers. You know, you you've got to um, be grateful for their eyeballs, and so you need yeah. to deliver them something interesting. That's great advice. I, I, I like that line. Be grateful for their eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can see that in a meme right now. Uh, people would read what sits below that line. I think Meg. Yeah, probably. Um, what are the top two most common mistakes you see businesses making with their social media and digital content? Oh, I've got a list. Um, look, the most common mistakes um, probably, oh, I was thinking about this one because I wanted to narrow it down. Okay. Sure. Um, I think that one of the, the, the biggest problems that we have is that we go and we put one piece of content on every single platform at the exact same time. Okay. Okay, and I get why you do that because you're you're time poor and it's easy and you just slide that little button and it goes from Instagram to Facebook so easily. Yeah. But it's not optimized and it's not going to work for you because it's not optimized for the different platforms. We have to understand and we have to respect the platforms are different and have different audiences and work differently. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's my big one. And then the other one um, is not having a strategy. And I'm not saying that it has to be some massive 60-page document, but you need to at minimum have a one-pager of this is what our brand voice is, this is how we post, this is how we talk, this is what we don't do. And, 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 you know, if our brand were a person, this is what it would be. Yeah, and I mean, that comes back to your own business's why, isn't it? Like, what are we doing this for? What 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 is our objective? I mean, ours, ours at the cut is to help people, you know, understand the options and opportunities around e-commerce and Shopify and, and how we do that is by showing them how we work and help with other companies to, to achieve a multitude of the challenges that rise up out of Shopify and that's pretty simple. That's like sort of six lines or so can be encapsulated. Um, but, yeah, I think you're, you're exactly right. I think the, the point about the customising the content or at least adjusting it for um, different channels is a really interesting one. And can I ask you about that? Do you do you think that if you have a set of posts that are prepared that are on the same content topic, should you not put them on every platform at the same time? Should you sort of stagger them up and mix them around? Um. So unless it's a launch, an announcement or something like that, then no, it should not be on the same platform at the same time. Yeah, okay. okay. And, and, and the reason is it's, it's – there's an example I always give in my workshops and I say, you know, you wake up in the morning, you go through Instagram, you like, you comment, you do what you need to do, you roll over, you say hi to your partner or your dog – morning. Then you open up Facebook and you're like, dude, I just saw that. I just engaged with that on Instagram. I just did that. And you're, you're not going to engage with it again. Yeah. However, our memories are worse than goldfish. So put it on Instagram on Monday and put it on Facebook on Friday. I yeah. will forget that I've engaged with it. And if it's good enough content, I'll engage with it again. Sure. 
Yeah, that's a really interesting one. And, uh, I mean, that's something that we, we, we don't do. We don't mix it around ourselves in our own platforms. I mean, we're constantly looking at ours. And, um, yeah, that's really interesting advice. I, I like it and I can follow the logic of that for sure. What, what's the most common question you hear or, or maybe the most common topic you end up talking about with colleagues or clients um, regarding social media for businesses? Um, I think for, for clients, we spend a lot of time talking about the algorithm because it just confuses them. Um, look, it confuses everyone. If I could explain it, I would own a tropical island and then some, um, but I can give you a breakdown of how the algorithm works. I can give you some really, uh, some logical ways to think about it. And I think a lot of our customers, they just, they're smart people, um, but they just get overwhelmed and it changes so much that they just don't know how to keep up. I sure. Think, I think with my colleagues, we talk about the undervaluing of what we do and the lack of strategy and direction that's out there. Um, I think that there's a lot of people that think that they can do social media. Um, and, you know, it's not true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty and, and I, I think that's that. That's a, that's a lag, isn't it? That's like an outdated lag of, of back, almost back when, as I said before, maybe sort of ten years ago when social was only just coming into play for businesses, and and it was something that everyone was doing as an add-on to their own personal feed, and and probably having some success with it at that point. But those days are long, long, long gone, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I mean, so many people have said to me, you know, over the years, oh, Meg, you know, you, your business could be so much bigger if you did this industry or you could do so much more. Like, you know, you, why you're so niche, you're, you're limiting yourself. And I said, but no, because I know the ins and outs of everything when it comes to tourism and hospitality. I've worked yeah. in it. I've been the glassy. I've been the business owner. I've, I've done it all. Um, yeah. I want to be the very best in Australia at tourism and hospitality social. Yeah. I don't want to be just another agency bolt-on that can do social, sure. Sure, no, absolutely. I mean, we have uh, we have a, um, a, a saying that crops up at our Shopify meetups all the time, uh, and I hate it, but you'll love it because it's based on American pronunciation, and I'm sure you're familiar with it. The riches are in the niches. So I say niche, <laughs> and it does you my do head in. <laughs> That's great. I'm glad to hear you say niche. Well, the riches are in the niches doesn't quite <laughs> slip off the tongue as nicely, but the the point is there. Uh, and uh, and well, look, we it. live and we live and breathe it ourselves. And it's the last two or three years, yeah, we've been niching more and more, and 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 positioning ourselves as being, you know, a Shopify. Um, a Shopify and branding agency and and our focus is very much on e-com and our preferred platform is Shopify and that that's our niche. Uh, um, but even uh, when you and I were talking about this podcast and, you know, talking about what is it that I do, you know, I do so many things. But if I just go out there and I'm like, I'm just a generalist, I talk, I do media, people are going to be like, huh, who cares? But by saying that, you know, tourism and hospitality is my focus, social media is my focus, the riches are in the niches. <laughs> there you go. You said it my way or your <laughs> way. You said it your way. <laughs> That's great. So before we wrap it up, are you um, are you seeing any sort of distinctive new trends emerging as the result of COVID, but not so much trends that are right now, but ones that you think might be likely to continue after the crisis has simmered down and vanished? 
I was thinking about this one because I kind of feel that I've siloed myself at the moment. I've used this time to unfollow a lot of people and brands and things. Okay. And in doing that, in the past week, I've realized that I've also limited the voices that I'm hearing from, which is not good for, either. For good, Okay, so I was about to say, for good or bad. Yeah, no, I like to have a broad sense of voices because it, then, mm-hmm. it, then it gives me a pulse of what's actually happening in industry. But I guess you're going to rebuild that, yeah. that base. And- yeah. Um, I think the trends that I'm seeing are the for, for the consulting side of things, for the agency side of things, um, there'll be a lot more flexibility in talking to our clients. Yes. You know, we might not, like, nothing's going to replace the face-to-face, right? Like, nothing's going to replace a coffee meeting. And I love no. that and I can't wait. But I don't think that I will have to have as many of them. Um, as far as social media, I think that there'll be some that come out and just spam the heck out of us, but they won't last long. It'll be the ones that have been there consistently. You know, we only post once a week on some of our clients at the moment. Sure. We're there consistently and we'll be there on the other side. Completely. Completely. And and just before we wrap up, I mean, your events have grown to be amazing things. Do you have any sort of insights or news to share on, on the event side of what you do with SM Perth and, um, and when you might be thinking that those you'll be able to activate those sorts of um, um, gatherings again? Look, as soon as I can get to the pub for a cold draft beer, I am there. So that and do you are you thinking in the next couple of months, or are you thinking towards the end of the year before you'd be committing to sort of planning something no. a little bit bigger? I mean, we still have state of social planned for the twenty fourth and twenty fifth of November, and that's going ahead. Right. Now, okay. that is not going to be. I know that that is not going to be the seven hundred and fifty a thousand people that I thought it was going to be. But I still think that I can get a really decent big number match last year. I you know I think I can still get a lot because I think. As I said to you, there's still that yearn for the face-to-face. Um, we are pivoting some of I can't really tell you everything because oh, that's okay. I have secrets. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we are doing some things because I do think by the end of November we're going to have that yearning. As far as the month-to-month drinks, I'm hoping June. I'm hoping June because that's our birthday. Okay. okay. Um, I'm thinking June – you know, here in WA, we, at this point of the time of recording, we're already at gatherings of, I think, 20 by Monday morning. Yep. So I think by the end of June, we'll be able to have 100 people. Will 100 sure. people want to go to a party with another 100 people? That's another story. That's the next question is how, how much, how quickly will people go back to it? But I think once it begins, it, it'll, it'll become a steady and, and rapid growth of, of people getting back back used to it it's just that readjusting back to it isn't it yeah exactly um, yeah, okay well that's very good to hear and really good to hear that state of social is still locked in and to go ahead as planned in november so i'd encourage everyone to watch this space for that um uh, amazing and growing annually event that um you're becoming very well known for as well as your uh, other um areas of uh, of expertise meg coffee it's been awesome to have you on the shopify dropify i've been looking forward to this you're always um great to speak to um we love we love you and what you're doing and the way you're taking a leadership role in this and also your uh, Tech Australian Energy Levels uh, magic. So thanks to you and your great people at Coffee and Tea and SM Perth. Thank you so much for having me, Ben. It's been great to chat today and have a good laugh. That's another episode of the Shopify Dropify done. Thanks for joining us. 
If you want to learn more or have challenges with your online store, call The Cut anytime. Their team are Perth's most experienced Shopify experts and they're here to help businesses like yours with design upgrades, new site designs, integrations, email automations and more. Please share this podcast. We're always dropping new episodes and sharing new interviews with e-commerce experts, Shopify merchants and app developers. And if you want to feature your business on this podcast, you're invited. Just visit thecut.net.au. Thanks for listening. Access e-commerce expertise from The Cut anytime. Visit thecut.net.au and connect on Facebook and LinkedIn.